Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's strategy to get reconciliation and a chips package done before Election Day. Number two, where House Republicans stand on a gay marriage bill. And number three, it's primary day, who we are watching. Jake, let's get into it this morning at the top of Punchbowl News AM. Of course, our free morning newsletter that everybody can sign up at punchbowl.news. Got that little plug in early uh, is is leading this morning with kind of the state of play in the Senate as Democrats really come into focus here about trying to bring down a slim down deal to authorize tens of billions of dollars in subsidies and tax credits for the domestic semiconductor chip manufacturing industry. Uh, It's never as simple as that might seem, though, right? No, it's not. Uh, We've been covering Yusika since it was called the, um, I I can't even remember what it's been called, but we've been covering Yusika since it was called the uh, Last Frontiers or Frozen Frontiers or Lone Frontiers, whatever the hell it's called. Then Yusika, then we've been, Anna, we've been with Yusika through many name changes. Many many iterations, to say the least. That is a that is a commitment that I think um, uh, no one else has been uh, uh, as committed as us, uh, almost to the point of people making fun of me. But I my confidence is high enough that I could withstand <laughs> some I could withstand some some chiding. So last week, let's just kind of this has taken a lot of twists and turns, but let's kind of talk about this for a minute. Last week, Chuck Schumer basically said, I'm going to the floor with a 50 with a bill to provide 52 billion dollars in support for the semiconductor industry with tax breaks. But Schumer left open the possibility that he would add additional provisions if senators could find agreement. Now, that just led to a massive um, uh, lobbying campaign to encourage uh, to, to to for senators to kind of get their get their provisions in. So there's there's been lobbying for um, uh, non-Chinese 5G manufacturing uh, lawmakers in both parties. As we broke yesterday, we're looking at National Science Foundation overhauls, which were part of the original bill. Um, uh, there's been some, uh, Todd Young, who was one of the original supporters of Yusika, one of the original authors of Yusika, um, uh, is working to insert commerce and national security provisions in here. So this bill was supposed to come to the floor today. Uh, we're a bit skeptical. It'll come to the floor today because, um, they're trying to add all this, this stuff in. And I, I just don't know how they bring it to the floor while they add this stuff. And they could, I guess, bring it to the, you know, start moving a shell bill, which would just allow them to get the process going. Um, but, uh, you know, there's just a lot hanging out there in the air. Now, it's kind of funny because they're now basically fattening this bill back up. So they had Yusika. The House had a bill. They were, they tried to reconcile those two bills. They were 
pretty in, unsuccessful in that in that that um, uh, uh, effort. And then they uh, so they slimmed it down, and now they're fattening it back up. Uh, you know. I, I, you know, I, but here's the thing. They only have one shot at this, right? right? Like they only have the, the Todd Young said this yesterday. He kind of said, well, listen, like we have one chance to get this done. We're about to move into a uh, divided government, most likely. That's what he said. And I concur that that is a likely outcome. And if that's the case, then then they're going to have a tough time finding um, finding agreement on any of this. <laughs> I want to talk about one thing here, though, Jake, because I think it's important and I get your take on it here, which is this concept. So you have the Senate doing what the Senate does, right? Never moving quite as expeditiously as folks expect. Take the over. (laughs) It always takes longer. (laughs) Or or hope. Um, But this also is going to have to pass the House. Um, And I think that's something that's going to be interesting to watch. As much as the action has been now for the last several Weeks, but we know what's going to happen in the Senate. How 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 are they going to handle Yusika? Yusika Light, uh, as as we're calling it this morning. Um, but there is some skepticism that is coming from some of the ranks of Republicans on this package. Unclear if that spreads um, or if people just take their lumps. But Pelosi's not going to be able to do this with just Democrats. Uh, no, she's not. And that's important to keep in mind um, because there's going to be Democrats who are opposed to dumping $52 billion on super successful semiconductor companies. Um, That's not to say it's not um, it's not important. I mean, Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo, who we've interviewed a number of times on this topic, has basically made the case that these companies, uh, these semiconductor companies, these American semiconductor companies are looking at Europe and looking at Asia to build to build these new facilities. I mean, she said that a company from New York um, was in, uh, I believe, France last week. Uh, companies are looking in Germany and Korea. So basically, like they need to build these new facilities to make chips. And they're not going to do it in the U.S. unless Congress gets its act together. And furthermore, Raimondo said this week, if this doesn't pass, China wins. So remember that this I mean- week, we're, tu- we're Tuesday. China is... <laughs> At the end of this week, Hannah, China has won this fight. I mean, wow. According to the Biden administration, I'm not setting this up. According to the Biden administration, China has won if it does not get this bill across the finish line this week. I think you can sense her frustration. She has been at the tip of the spear here for months trying to push and prod Democrats and Republicans to come together. I do want to note before we quickly move to the number two story of the morning that obviously the other big kind of issue that's packaged that's working on a parallel path is reconciliation is again another slimmed down um, version of build back better that is you know very focused on um, narrowly focused now not having anything to do with tax credits or climate or things like that but there's going to be a key meeting um, on Thursday with both Republican and Democratic staff to review the Democrats prescription drug pricing proposal with the Senate parliamentarian. Um, You know, this is going to be a big deal. And there's been a lot of frustration here with uh, Senator Joe Manchin that's boiled uh, to the forefront. Um, I think the question here, and you mentioned this yesterday, and I think I've kind of been on this idea that potentially since this is going to be the last vehicle where you're not going to have Republicans votes, um, that you're just going to have Democrats, is there some kind of COVID funding that makes its way into this reconciliation package 
going to be very interesting to watch. Well, let's put it this way. If the administration wants COVID funding, um, and that would be for tests, therapeutics, and vaccines ahead of what they say could be a rough winter, they need to get it in this package. Um, that doesn't mean they, there's no chance they'll get it in another vehicle, but it's very unlikely. Let's put it that way. Um, and, and faced with the with the prospect of Republicans winning the majority, um, there's really no other choice for, but for them to get in this package. Now, we were sensing a bit of uh, squeamishness about talking about this yesterday, which made it mm. gave us the sense that we were on. Always, always means you're on the on the on the right path. Yeah, usually. right. So they've kind of like downshifted into into third gear here to 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 just kind of creep along. I think there was some frustration, obviously, at at Joe Manchin for uh, putting the kibosh on all of the Democrats' priorities. So they kind of took the weekend off to um, uh, uh, lick their wounds. But I do think after a few days here, they're going to. Um, the Democrats are going to try to add some things into reconciliation, COVID funding. I mean, listen, if you have a reconciliation package that includes this Medicare negotiating for lower drug prices, you have ACA subsidies, there's no, I can't think of a good reason to not add $15 billion or so for COVID funding. And I can't imagine, and Manchin hasn't discussed this. I, I mean, uh, Man, Team Manchin has basically said that they've not, um, they're not read into any any discussions on COVID relief, which is fair enough. But um, you know, I just I, I tend to think that this this makes a lot it makes a lot of sense for them to do this. And I, I don't know that Manchin I don't know whether he's going to stand in the way or not. I, but I do think if it's crafted correctly, if it's craft if it's crafted tightly, I can't see a situation in which Manchin stands in the way. But he surprises me all the time. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. You have an interesting look at uh, where House Republicans are and where they're expected to vote for legislation today that House Democrats are putting forward, codifying same-sex marriage into law. Um, this legislation, the Respect for Marriage Act, has been a topic of conversation uh, in a meeting of ranking committee Republicans Monday. Very interesting uh, what's actually kind of unfolding here where Democrats kind of expected Republicans to be opposed to anything that they were doing in the post-Dobbs world related to abortion or related to gay marriage, and that's not the case. Yeah, Republican leadership isn't even whipping this. I mean, they think dozens of their members will vote for um, codifying the protections under the law, the Supreme Court decision called Obergefell. That Supreme Court decision has been uh, uh, questioned by justices, by conservative justices on the Supreme Court, and as they kind of want to kick this back to the states. But, the, you know, just to be clear, I, I don't think this is going to get 60 votes in the Senate, although maybe it will. I don't know. Um, but I don't think it will. Um, and, uh, this was a topic of conversation in, um, in Republic, in the Republican ranking member meeting yesterday with Monday, um, where basically the, the, the point was made was like, listen, this is a vote. I just think that like the politics have changed a lot here. Obviously Republicans are much more, um, uh, you know, let's just put it this way. 15 years ago, I guess probably about 15 years ago, maybe a little bit more, Republicans were trying to put in the Constitution that marriage is between a man and a woman. That is no longer the case. Uh, this bill, according to Republican leadership, was crafted pretty tightly, didn't really leave a lot of room for the imagination, so to speak, meaning it's very straightforward. Republicans are going to have a very difficult time voting against it, uh, and I think dozens are going to vote for it. In addition to that, I mean, there are plenty of... Um, 
There's just plenty of Republicans who want to vote for this. They're calling it a vote of conscience, not whipping against it. So this is going to be, I think we'll see a big total on the Republican side. All right, let's quickly move on to the number three story of the morning. It's Tuesday. It's a primary day. Um, interesting things to watch here, certainly in Maryland. Uh, former Representative Donna Edwards, the Democrat from Maryland, is attempting to reclaim her old seat in the 4th District, which she represented from 2008 to 2017. She's facing Glenn Ivey in a primary that has been dominated by dual spending by Israel advocacy groups. Um, also interesting uh, is what's happening in the 6th District uh, in Maryland, where you have a bunch of uh, high-profile Republicans backing a 25-year-old former Washington Free Beacon reporter, Matthew Foldy, in the 6th District GOP primary. Pretty uh, stunning array of institutional support. Everybody from Kevin McCarthy to Elise Stefanik to Donald Trump Jr. and Larry Hogan backing him. Um, Any other things you're watching? No, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who wins that gubernatorial primary. Obviously, the um, Donna Edwards trying to get back into Congress. One of the this is one of the things we've covered. Uh, Max Cohen, uh, our one of our reporters uh, at Punchbowl News, has been covering the kind of dueling spending, the dual spending, the I guess dueling and dual, but the um, the uh, uh, spending between the, the two uh, Israel pro-Israel or Israel-focused packs, I should say. Um, and that's been one of the stories of this election, this primary season. I mean, we've seen uh, both both of those packs are involved in the primary between Haley Stevens and Andy Levin in Michigan, and um, uh, that's kind of one of the interesting um, uh, storylines in this in this 2022 primary season. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about The Daily Punch. You can do our Punchbowl News AM, our free newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.